Good afternoon and welcome. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm Kim Ariano. This is a show about nonprofit and mission-driven organizations and an effort to inspire folks out there to think about how they can improve their own communities. And I'm very, very excited about our guest today. We're going to get to Ann Keeney of the Seattle Jobs Initiative. I'm excited because I've been a part of this or working with this organization in a volunteer capacity. And I'm really, really excited for all of you to hear about what is going on um, with this incredible program that's been doing some wonderful things that um, uh, I hope will inspire some other folks to get involved as well, but we'll get to that in just a moment. We do have some announcements, but first, before we announce, I want to say hello to Eric. How are you doing? Hey, good afternoon, Kim. How are you on this gorgeous Wednesday? I'm fine. Thank you very much. Have you made it to the fair yet? I have not, and I understand this is the last, last weekend coming weekend. up. I might have to take advantage of that last weekend and go check it out. I wonder if they're uh, uh, if they're up on their attendance this year because the weather's been so great. It's been perfect fair weather. It, it has been, been very fair. fair. It's yes. been very fair weather. <laughs> Excellent. We also have Lindsay here, who is my media producer extraordinaire. How are you doing, Lindsay? I'm excellent. Very, very good. Now, why don't you start and tell us about where we are with Team Challenge? So for those of you that are active listeners to the Walk the Talk with Kim, we know Lindsay and what she's been doing with the uh, Team Challenge for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. But for those of you that are future active listeners to the Walk the Talk with Kim show, tell us a little bit about the organization, your involvement and where you are. All right. So Team Challenge is an endurance training program for Folks who want to raise funds to go to research for those with Crohn's and colitis. There are about 1.4 million Americans with these um, irritable bowel diseases. And I am training for a half marathon to take place on December 2nd. And, and you were not a runner to begin with. I was not a runner. I grimaced when my PE teachers in high school told me we were running two miles. And now I'm looking at running five miles this weekend. And I'm excited about it. That's the big thing. I'm excited yeah. about it. So I am... I have a goal of $3,600 to fundraise, and I'm currently at $1,280. Woohoo! Awesome. Great. Yeah, I'm totally stoked about it. Yeah. And so, um, how much longer do you have to raise the rest of the money? I have probably about a month and two weeks. So, you're on track. I'm on track. Definitely. You're on track. Oh, very, very cool. And so, you ran five miles this last time. How many miles do you run for? And where are you going? Uh, the total mileage is 13.1 miles, and I'm going down to Las Vegas for the rock and roll, the strip at night. So you've got about six weeks to get up to 13 point some miles. But you can walk it. You don't have to run the whole thing. I can run walk. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but your goal is to run the whole thing. I just want to cross the finish line. <laughs> there you go. How's the experience been so far? It's been amazing. I'm working with these incredible people who are just so goal-driven, and they're so friendly, and they just... They want to be part of something, and mm -hmm. this something is just incredible. Yeah, I tell you, you know, you get a lot of culture when you're talking with organizations, and you can kind of sense the culture of an organization. And for sure, Crohn's and colitis, it looks like, you know, if you're going to have a disease, that one might be a fun one in terms of the people that hang out. Definitely. So it's, um, uh, it sounds like a really great group and a really great cause. So good for you. We're so proud of you. So if you want to contribute and help Lindsay go to Las Vegas to run uh, the half marathon, where do they go? They should check out my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Lindsay's Challenge, and that's Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. And I have the link to my fundraising page there. 
Excellent. And we'll put that information. Well, it's already on Walk the Talk with Kim, but mm-hmm. we'll put a reminder. And you have to let people know how close you're getting to your goal. I definitely and will. So that uh, not only money-wise, but also mileage-wise. Yeah. Yeah, very, very cool. Have you found a person to train with yet on um, the off time? I have a running partner for our Saturday practices, but I'm still looking for someone for the off time. All right. So what's your pace? Do you know? I run somewhere between a 10 and 12 minute mile. All right. So if anybody out there is running a 10 and 12 minute mile and they're right about five miles and they want a, a running partner, because I understand that's a challenge, that uh, you can go info at Workforce Evolution and I'll get you in touch with uh, Lindsay and get you that information. Info at Workforce Evolution. Excellent, Lindsay. We're rooting for you. Thank you. We're so excited. Um, and also let you know that the best of Western Washington is going on out there. You can go to king5.com and uh, register to vote for some of your favorites in the Seattle area. It's a little bit of bragging rights for folks. And of course, Walk the Talk with Kim, we talked about this last week, was nominated by one of our great listeners for the best. Uh, radio show personality, although I'd like to think it's the show, not me, but the show um, that's really being nominated. And what I'm excited about is um, my competition, so to speak, are all of the established radio shows that are on for hours of day. And to have our little show about mission-driven and nonprofit organizations on the list and to be nominated is a great opportunity to let folks know about what we're doing here. And we're always looking for more nonprofit, mission-driven organizations to come onto the show and talk about what they're doing and get people inspired to do some good. So Please, um, if you have an opportunity, go vote for us and get us up there so we can get a little bit of exposure and uh, show those foul-mouthed talking boys that are on those other radio stations that uh, we have an alternative. um, We'll be foul-mouthed talking girls, I guess, at this point. Um, (laughs) Also want to let folks know about the annual listener survey. You're going to get more information. I'm sure you've been hearing it a lot here on uh, KKNW. But just to let you know, from a personal perspective, the information that we get and the feedback that we get off of the listener survey really helps to shape the shows that you're listening to. And I personally scour through that. And I really want to know what you think. I want to know what you think about the show. Um, You know, tell me, you know, it's good most of the time. Sometimes it's boring or it's boring most of the time, sometimes it's good, or it's awesome, (laughs) keep up the great work, or I'd like to donate a million dollars to your show. Whatever it is that you want to give as feedback for the show, um, I definitely want to take it because this really makes more sense if people out there are engaged in getting something out of it. And so if there's things that I need to do, and I'm sure I'm speaking for, um, I'm not speaking for, but I'm sure the sentiment is similar, that any of the feedback that you get on any of the shows is very, very welcome. You know, the interesting thing about being online, being on Facebook and, and being on the radio is you don't get a lot of feedback. I know there's a lot of people listening because I hear that there are, um, but they're not necessarily going to call us up or send an email and said, hey, I listened today. And by the way, that's not typically how this kind of works. So this is your opportunity to really give us some feedback. And and we are going to give away or the radio station is going to give away a trip for two to Victoria, British Columbia um, it's a round trip uh, between Seattle and Victoria, and you get a champagne breakfast, a hotel, one night stay. Oh my gosh, it sounds like a lot of fun. Unfortunately, I can't win. I'm so bummed about that. Sorry. Yeah, it's <laughs> I okay. can't win either. <laughs> I'm just doing my part. I'm begging for feedback, and then I'll right. send you on a trip. So, yeah, it's nothing, pretty cool. Yeah, I guess there's something in it for one me. Lucky we, one we lucky winner. One lucky winner. Oh, yeah, not everybody that gives me feedback. Exactly. <laughs>
If we could send everybody, we'd, we'd send we everybody. We absolutely out. would. We love our listeners, so thank you for listening. And then also want to let folks know um, for the workforce evolution side of things that I have posted the new schedule of classes that we're doing for um, October. And uh, we are going to do, back by popular demand, the generation in the workplace discussion. And this is where we talk about the different generations, what they bring to the workforce, some of the challenges and conflicts that we're having, why it's important, as well as tools and techniques and things that you can do to help improve the relationship through understanding and trust building. All of that is happening on the 18th of October. And if you are a human resource professional with a certification in PHR, SPHR, those of you that aren't, don't worry about what that means. But those of you that are, I will be giving credits for that. It has been approved by the HR Accreditation Institute for credits on that. So you can come learn something, have a lot of fun. We have a panel uh, and get credits at the same time. So again, you can get more information on that by going to workforceevolution.com under events. It's on our Facebook page as well as emailing us at info at workforceevolution.com. Also want to let you know that we've just posted the psychology of the sale. We're going to do that one again at the end of October on October 30th from 9 to noon. And uh, that's going to cover what motivates people and what happens during times of fear, ambiguity, and stress, and how you become a trusted advisor. And this isn't just for salespeople. This is for leaders. Uh, This is also for nonprofit organizations that do a lot of fundraising. These are some tips and techniques and tools. If you're out there looking for a job interview, you're selling yourself. All of these things are important to understand in terms of how you come across to other people and being conscious of some things that you can do so you bring your best view to that interview or your best view to that sales opportunity. And again, all that information is on workforceevolution.com. And we've got promo codes. If you use the promo code MCBC for Meadow Creek Business Center, MCBC, uh, you can get 25% off, which is huge for that. And I think the Generations in the Workplace one is $69 and Psychology of the Sales, $99. Seating's limited. We would love to see you. We're really excited about those classes. Well, we're going to be running into a break here first, but we do have a couple of minutes, so we want to say hello to our guest today. Miss um, Ann Keeney is with us with the Seattle Jobs Initiative. Hello. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much for inviting me. So great to have you. I'm really excited to expand on this this whole hour. Um, but tell folks that don't know briefly, what is Seattle Jobs Initiative? So what we do is we help um, individuals that have barriers to work get access to living wage careers in our local economy. So we're helping people get training at the community college. We provide supports around transportation, housing, child care. We help them map out their careers so that they can get set and get on their path to living wage careers. And we're talking about we're trying to set people up for jobs that are going to pay, you know, anywhere from 15 to 25 bucks an hour. And these are typically people that have not been in those types of careers in the past. And so it's really hopeful for them to move up. Absolutely. Many of the folks that we work with have only had minimum wage jobs. So this is a leap from right now. Minimum wage is 904 in our state. So this is going to be a huge leap if they're able to get some training beyond high school so that they can be competitive for the jobs in our in our community. I'm so excited to talk about the subject on many levels, but we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this really critical and important program. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim on KKNW AM 1150.
Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and with my wife, Michelle, we're local residents just like you who have a passion to help those who have been harmed or wronged in our communities. If you have a personal injury from a car crash or a property hazard, an industrial injury, a defective product, or nursing home neglect issue, the Pearson Law Firm can help you anywhere, anytime. Contact us today for a free case evaluation at 1-800-423-8473. That number again is 1-800-423-8473. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Hello, I'm Eric Krima, Operations Manager for Alternative Talk 1150. We value your opinion and invite you to 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com to fill out the 2012 KKNW Listener Survey. Your responses help us shape KKNW to your listening needs. Just by filling out the survey, you'll be entered to win a trip for two to beautiful Victoria, B.C. Complete contest details and your opportunity to help shape this station can be found at 1150kknw.com. Hello, this is Kim Ariano of Walk the Talk with Kim. The reality is staggering. South Africa has one of the highest incidences of HIV-AIDS in the world. This fact results in millions of orphans left in the care of other family members, friends, or fending for themselves in child-headed households. Focus on Atemba offers orphans and vulnerable children a new direction in life through loving foster care homes with committed parents and a real opportunity for a good education. Please consider sponsoring a child to receive the needed stability to change their world. Go to atembakids.org or follow the links from walkthetalkwithkim.com. Does your organization crave new ideas? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has inspired creative thinking at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. We help you imagine new offerings, strategies, or ways of doing business. Our proven processes and engaging workshops deliver powerful results. Learn more at thinkshop.com. Lewis and Clark would be proud. We're exploring new territory on the air every day right here on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back. You're listening to the best producer ever, (laughs) Mr. Eric Ryder. Say thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. It's true. You're the best. Oh, you're the best. (laughs) Lindsay's the best. Anne's the best. (laughs) We're all the best. If we do anything on this show, it's daily affirmations. That's what we should call it, daily affirmations with Kim Ariano. There you go. There's a new show. That's a new show right We'll just for a whole hour tell each other how awesome we are. That could get a little tedious. You think? (laughs) No. Maybe for everybody listening, but make me feel, well, yeah. It becomes meaningless at a certain point, doesn't it? It does. Oh, well. We want to thank Pearson Law Firm. That's one thing we didn't do last uh, 15 minutes. They are the best. They are the best. Absolutely the best. The best sponsor, the best supporter, um, the best lawyers. What we love about Pearson Law Firm is they're all about the underdog and uh, all across the board. And uh, they have done nothing um, but be very, very supportive of what we're trying to accomplish here. And they just love 
love the mission. We love having Michelle on. So we definitely want to thank Pearson Law Firm, where you can expect expert representation and a kind, compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson promise. And uh, Michelle will be on next week. Yes, she and we will. haven't heard from her in a little while. She's been dealing with a lot. And so we're very, very excited that she's going to be back on the show next week. So tune in um, for lawyer talk and things you need to know. She talks about texting and driving. She talks about the hop coffee debate. She talks about all kinds of things that people out there should really be aware of uh, to protect yourself should the bad things happen. That, that happens sometimes. Um, but she certainly is a, a wonderful resource for us, and we um, are grateful and, and humble that she chose our radio station to give her support. So thank you to Pearson Law Firm, and, and uh, definitely go out there and look at PearsonLawFirm.com and the things that they offer and know that they are incredible people to work with. Uh so we are talking with Ann Keeney of the Seattle Jobs Initiative, and I got involved uh, probably within the last six months, I think maybe even longer than that. Um, I don't remember, but um, I found out about it through the Lake Washington Human Resources Association. They were looking for volunteers to do uh, coaching or mentorship for the individuals that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And mainly it's kind of an HR lens that says, OK, here's some of the things that you need to think about. Um, and so the expectations for me going into this is I'd be sharing um, some knowledge and some ideas and learning from them and all that kind of fun stuff. But man, did it go way deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I don't think we spend a lot of time at a high level talking about, you know, wearing the appropriate tire to an interview. We're talking about real team building things and things that are really important that really matter. And the team that we work with at CL Jobs Initiative, boy, you can tell they love their job. Mm, they do. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. So the folks that we have on the team that I know you've met is Linda Ryder and Dave Travato, Laura Rowley, Sherman Wilkins. Um, They're kind of, and Rosanna Stevens are kind of working out in the community with the um, community-based organizations that we partner with and also with the community colleges. So Mm -hmm. they definitely love their job. Oh, absolutely. And they're contagious. It's almost um, really cathartic for me to go. We look forward to it. And I know that um, the HR professionals that I'm coaching with and I have even developed a bond outside of SGI. So thank you for bringing us together. But we carpool. So we show up here, you know, right across the street from here and all four of us get in our little car and we update each other on what happened in the course of a month and we laugh and giggle and then we go down and be professional and then we go home and (laughs) laugh and giggle. And um, so it's creating partnerships and relationships and it's because that vibe that you get when you're in those offices downtown is definitely one of collaboration and helping each other. Right. Well, and I think you really experiencing what our students experience in the training, which is a sense of community, which is so important. So you see it on the employer, your employer side. So you're with your colleagues, really bringing an amazing resource to our students who may not have worked in professional environments. Most of them, like I said, were really doing um, retail jobs or working in fast food. And those are great jobs to start, but that's not a job that's going to support a family. Mm -hmm. So your ability to come and teach people about how to navigate and how to be professional and how to feel comfortable when you're walking into a law office or a medical clinic or an insurance firm, it's all those um, unspoken rules Mm -hmm. that many of us um, either have grown up with or we've had the value of an internship and we've been able to learn that stuff, people need to be told directly what that is. And that's a lot of what we do, building community with the students. But then those 
bridging that community with the students and then also the employers. So what are some of the programs that are available? Mm -hmm. So the way we work is we work in four demand sectors, industry sectors. So we looked out at the local labor market and tried to figure out where can we get the most bang for a buck to help people that have very little few skills that need to get skills intensively very quickly and then get to a job. So we work in professional business services. So those are admin jobs. We work in healthcare. We work in manufacturing sector and then also the trade and logistics sector. What's the trade and logistics? So that would be folks that um, in warehouse. Um, right now we have an automotive training. So it's anything that's within um, moving materials, um, those kinds of things, uh, logistics related to the port, related to the airport, that kind of thing. How did this organization get started? What was the what was the the catalyst for someone going, hey, I have an idea? Right. So we're a unique organization because the catalyst for this was um, the mayor at the time, Mayor Norm Rice. Ah. So he started us about 15 years ago. He got a grant from the Annie Casey Foundation, if you remember. That's the family, uh, the Casey family is the UPS family. So they have roots in the Northwest. And they selected six cities around the country, and Seattle was one. You actually couldn't bid on the grant. They actually had to select you. And in large part, they selected us because of Mayor Rice. Mm. And so when when we started, it was right around when welfare reform started. And the mayor knew that he got this grant from the Casey Foundation, and he didn't want to... create a separate welfare program. So what he did, which was pretty unique in the public sector, is he rallied around a common goal of helping low-income adults access living wage jobs, and he arranged the city services to um, help people and uh, so that they could easily access the housing and the transportation and the child care. So we were incubated, if you will, in the city of Seattle, and then we spun out and became a nonprofit nine years ago. Gotcha. So we, and I don't want to have a political discussion. I promised I wouldn't throw any of this on you, but we are hearing a lot in the news about welfare and welfare reform and the 947% and all that kind of fun stuff. Right. But you're talking about welfare reform. So this would have been during the Clinton era when it was about- 1996. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, for those of us that are younger, weren't in the area, a lot of that had to do with the road to work or or that getting off of welfare. Correct. Was that the impetus for this? That was. And the strategy in our state was- that people needed to go right to a job, and then um, through that they would move up. The trick was, or the downside of that strategy was, people didn't have any skills. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have any skills, you're not going to get a job. And you're not going to get a job that's going to pay 12 13 14 bucks an hour. So our strategy was different. We wanted to help people get at least three months or six months of training so that they could be better positions to get on that trajectory to- towards those living wage careers. People do not quit jobs that pay 13, 14, 15 and on up. People quit jobs at minimum wage because they can always get another one. Right. So um, you have a partnership and relationship with the local community colleges yes. as well. What is uh, what is that about? That's that's uh, an amazing partnership where they actually provide the training. So in addition to the work that we do with the um, low income residents is we partner with community colleges We partner with um, South Seattle, North Seattle, and Central in the Seattle area. We also partner with Shoreline and Highline um, because all of our residents at this point come from um, the boundaries of the city of Seattle. We're hoping to expand to King County 
Um, and we have interest from a lot of the King County colleges as well to want to partner with us. But if it wasn't for the colleges and the way that they've organized the training and the ability for people to earn college credits, because what we know is that in our state, 67% of the jobs by 2018 will require some education beyond high school. And that's a one-year certificate, two-year degree, or a four-year degree. So having those community college credits leading towards a credential is hugely powerful. So in addition to the fabulous training that they provide, it's also about this ability to gain credit. And if you start at South Seattle Community College and you take a job near North Seattle Community College, you're able to take those credits and continue on with your education. Wow, fantastic. And what are some other organizations that have really banded together to provide kind of a net in terms to make sure that these people stay in the program? So we, uh, the partners that we have in the community are uh, Neighborhood House, uh, the YWCA, Track Associates, and Pacific Associates. So they really are the front door um, where individuals come in and get get the support. We call it career navigation. Mm-hmm. We don't call it case management anymore because for a variety of reasons, but one is that we're really helping people navigate. I mean, it's very similar to, if you can imagine, getting some kind of diagnosis in the healthcare system where you're going to have to navigate several doctors and medication and all of that. Mm-hmm. Same principles apply to putting together some kind of education plan. Yeah. And so these are the individuals that provide that front door. We, we operate as an intermediary. So we work with the community, we work with the colleges, and most importantly, we work with the employers because they have the yes. jobs. And they're telling us what needs to be in the curriculum. So we're brokering all of these relationships um, for the benefit of individuals so that they can access to living wage careers. I love it. This is exactly the types of programs um, that I'm hoping to get people excited about. It's not one organization. It's a whole bunch of people coming together from all different political diversity walks of life saying, I have something to contribute to help everybody. And it's not charity because these folks are producing they're paying taxes they're um you know able to support and put their kids through school and they're providing a valuable trained service to manufacturers and people that are actually putting out goods and services it's it's production in our community at its most fundamental level right well and i think what's really tragic is there's so many people that i've seen that are smart and capable. They just have not had the opportunity. And that's what we provide. We really provide this access, this pathway, this um, support that people need so that they can be successful. And nobody who's successful in, in, in our community has done it on their own. Everybody. Some people have family members. Some people have neighbors. Some people have their churches, other affiliations. Some people have nobody. Yeah. And that's the difference. So we're helping to not only help people get on the path, but all of our participants, the expectation is that they're giving back. They yeah. actually want to give back. 45% of the folks that come into our program come because someone has told them. We've had mothers refer their daughters. We've had sons refer their fathers. We had a welding class last year. We had three cousins in the class. Yay! So it's very much a family oriented. And, and when you're in one of our classes, like a, our welding class or our medical business information technology, which is medical assisting, um, that's what the students say is that it's a cohort class. It's a group. It's a community. They provide support to them, to each other because they know where 
a lot of the resources are as well. So it's really, again, setting the stage for people to be successful. We, we aren't responsible for their success. They, they are responsible. We just want to set it up so that it can be possible. And everybody can be successful. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about the people and um, put, a, put a human face. I'm going to share with you some of my other experiences and some of my prejudices going in. I thought, you know, we all come in with a narrative. And so uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that when we come back. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I need somebody not just anybody. Help. You know, I need someone. Help. When I was young, so much Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Mount Sai Gymnastics Academy is now open in North Bend, offering gymnastics classes and summer camps to get your little ones and big ones moving this spring and summer. From recreation classes to competitive team, they have the gymnastics scene covered in the valley. Visit them online at www.MountSideGymnasticsAcademy.com or call 425-292-3152. Get your kids flipping and twisting into summer. Remember the pink tow truck? It was a Seattle icon. But did you know the mastermind behind the marketing was also one of Seattle's successful entrepreneurs? Learn life lessons from Ed Lincoln by reading his new autobiography, Life Through the Rearview Mirror. Available at area bookstores and online. Go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and click on the link. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and since 1977, we at the Pearson Law Firm have guided individuals and their families through the legal process to seek justice and restitution in insurance disputes and personal injury claims. At the Pearson Law Firm, we work hard to secure justice in civil matters with a network of resources, a wealth of experience, and a compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson Promise. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473. That's 1-800-423-8473 for a free case evaluation. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Stay informed with news, traffic, and weather at the top of the hour, weekdays on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. And, of course, Anne handed me a sheet of paper with all kinds of geeky data and statistics. (laughs) And so I am um, not with us. So I'm going to try and get present again. But um, love this. uh, Love this stuff. But it's interesting. One of the things that says is that Washington ranks sixth in post-secondary education intensity for 2018. What does that mean? That means everybody needs education beyond high school. It means that we have great jobs in this region, but people, the high school diploma is not going to do it. Mm. 
And so it looks at Washington's rank and jobs forecasted for 2018 by education level. So I think that this is really important. And I talk about this a lot with my generational discussion. We know that the millennial generation is going to outnumber baby boomers in 2014. So, you know, less than two years from now. Mm. And that we know by 2020 that half of the U.S. workforce is predicted to be independent contractors. And that's a whole different discussion for a different day. Um, But that we are definitely looking at a large portion of the population as a younger demographic. And we're also seeing a lot of the baby boomer generation re-entering the workforce mm-hmm. um, in completely new careers. When my grandfather um, left and retired from Boeing as an engineer, uh, he lived for about a week or two and then was diagnosed with lung cancer, was gone shortly thereafter. Um, now baby boomers are retiring at, you know, 63, 64, 65. They theoretically could start a whole new career, and they are. And that was one of the things that I noticed as I was uh, working with the group is I had this image, and I'm just going to be blunt, that it was going to be people that were, quote unquote, poor, that these people, um, you know, had drug, maybe drug and alcohol abuse mm-hmm. problems and that they were just coming off the street. And, you know, th- that's not at all. I mean, there I know that there are people in that situation, but you walked in the room and quite frankly, I couldn't tell the difference between a coach and a coachee. Right. Everybody was dressed um in in some cases better dressed than I. Um and it's in its presentation. I mean, you can tell this this opportunity has given them a sense of purpose and confidence. But we're talking about, in some cases, grandmothers that had raised their kids their whole entire life, and now the kids are are off on their own. We have one there that has like six or seven kids, and now she's got grandkids, and she's like, I I want to work. I want to provide. I don't want to um, have to live off my family. I want to be able to contribute and support and maybe raise money so my grandkids can go to school. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and she's studying accounting. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these things... Um, these individuals are so inspiring because you're right, they're smart and they are um, absolutely dedicated and they're very, very hardworking mm-hmm. individuals. And quite frankly, there's a whole lot less that I'm teaching them than they're teaching me. Mm-hmm. It's That's just nice. been absolutely wonderful experience. Um, but there's a lot of people out there. They're your neighbors. They're, you know, the um, woman that you meet at the PTA meeting. She mm-hmm. could take advantage of this program. So uh, there's, um, a, you know, a need and and to think that this is some sort of of charity work or that this is some sort of way to um, help people into something they're not qualified for is absolutely not the case. Right. It's at, just at some point in time, they didn't have the opportunity for whatever reason. That's right. And like you said, the, the skill sets have, keep changing. Yeah. And so people need to be coming back. So whether you're yeah. coming back as a grandparent or you're coming back because you've either dropped out of high school or you finished high school and you've been doing minimum wage jobs and you realize you know, our average age is 35. About 20% of who we work with are between the ages of 18 and 26. So most of our folks have been out there, they've been working, and they realize 10 bucks an hour, as if they didn't know that before, is not going to support a family. So what they're doing is they're coming back and they're working hard. Our program is intensive. It's five days a week. Um, You're getting all this skills uh, uh, in welding. They're they're, uh, three months intensive the office training is two months intensive. So people are working really hard. It's very stressful, but it's the only way we could give you enough training so that you could be competitive 
and get out there on the job. And then hopefully what we're what we've been spending a lot of time on this year is help people come back in the evenings and weekends so they can continue on with their training. And and fall in love with learning again. I think that was the other thing I noticed is these people fell in love with learning again. Absolutely. And uh, I can certainly relate to that. One gentleman that we're working with um, has been a waiter. That has been his career. Excuse me. And um, he was just at that point and then says, okay, so I'm looking at another 30 years of waiting tables and this isn't my passion There's so many things that I can do to contribute. And so he's going through the medical program so that he can help people and contribute back to the community in a different way. And it's providing so much incredible meaning for him. And boy, I'll tell you, whoever's going to be his patient is going to be the luckiest person in the world because you're going to have somebody there who really wants to be there, who really is is absolutely passionate about what they're doing and what they're learning. So that's wonderful. Well, you talked a little bit about how jobs have changed. What are we seeing in terms of, you know, I mentioned that moving into more contract work and obviously technology and and an aging population, all of these things kind of come into play. But what have you seen or what has kind of shifted since the uh, CL Jobs Initiative first started? Mm -hmm. So in the last 15 years, we've seen a dramatic change in skills requirements. So individuals need to um, be able to uh, do much more than they've ever had to do before. So if you think about someone... Just even 15 years ago, answering the phone, that's what they did. They answered the phone. That same job, you're not only answering phones, but you're doing Excel spreadsheets. You're updating web pages. You're actually probably um, uh, tweeting for the company. You are updating Facebook. You're doing uh, a variety of things that used to be what four or five people might have done or brand new skills. So what it's saying to me is that there's been this huge, um, if you want to think about it, as in skills inflation. But that's what the, the oh, competitive. That's an interesting concept. The, and that's the, the ground level. And so in addition to the hard skills, it's really, you know, we talk a lot about the soft skills or the performance skills. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to deliver customer service internally and externally. You have to be able to give feedback and receive feedback. You have to be a team player, but you have to be, you know, be able to work independently. So it's all these variety of things. And these I'm talking about, these are entry level jobs. These are not managerial jobs. These are the most entry level jobs are requiring such a high level. And there was a great piece by um, Thomas Friedman in this in The New York Times just a couple of weeks ago. He talked about covering the conventions as a journalist. And he said, I remember the day when the journalists would come, listen to speeches and file a report. And what he said is now what they have to do is that they file the report, they actually tweet, they blog, they, they, uh, they're on TV, they're doing uploads of video, all of these things. He was blown away at what the dramatic change has been. And I think you see that at the high end and you see it at the most entry-level jobs. So I think that's been a huge uh, a change in our environment. Like I said, the high school diploma is not going to cut it. Right. And we talked a little bit about our education system, and we've talked about this a lot on the show. Uh, We had Luke on that we were talking with as well. And um, we've got basic education that's barely being funded in the state. I mean, not even any right brain stuff. I mean, we're talking about basic education. Um, so there are a lot of things and, and it's cookie cutter and it's, that's the way it has to be. This isn't a show about how we reform our educational system. There's a lot of people with a lot of really great ideas. We'll say that for a different day, but the result is what's coming out are, um, people that have base skills and 
those base skills aren't necessarily like what you talked about, the critical thinking, um, the innovation, innovative thinking, the uh, integration of technology in, in critical thinking mm-hmm. across the board. Those are things that aren't necessarily taught in the schools today. And parents aren't teaching them either because things are changing so darn fast. Mm-hmm. So recognizing that people have different skill sets and different personalities and maybe a track is different for them. Mm-hmm. Someone, um, you know, you talked about welding. There are people that produce beautiful artwork with welding. They're really, I couldn't weld to save my life. There are things I do better than other people. Um, but we don't split our schools that mm-hmm. way. And mm-hmm. basic education, it's we're just getting by with 30, 40 kids in a class teaching the bare minimum to pass a test. Um so even the kids that are graduating high school, I wonder if we're providing them the ability to really think. So the, the fact that uh, we have a program such as yours, it's not just about teaching welding. It's about teaching welding. It's about teaching soft skills. It's about teaching integration. It's talking about teaching. That's unique. Yeah, absolutely. Very unique. And because that's what employers are looking for. Yeah. They're demanding, again, at the entry level for for individuals to come up with innovative ideas about how to do the jobs better, those kinds of things. So that's exactly, we we talk directly to employers. We're bringing their requirements and demands right into the workplace. In, I mean, I'm sorry, into the um, training environment. And we're working really hard with the colleges and with the community and, and with the individuals to make it happen for them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if I'm reading this correctly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think our listeners would uh, appreciate this. So, the Washington's rank in jobs forecasted for 2000 or 2018, 2018. I don't even know how to say that anymore. <laughs> Maybe I need to go back to school. Oh, yeah, I am. Um, by education level. So, what it's saying is that in 2018, um, high school dropouts, there'll be 325,000 jobs that you can be a high school dropout, and we rank 29th mm-hmm. in that. What is that statistic telling us? It means that we don't have very many we, it, well, especially jobs for, <laughs> for high school dropouts. Yeah, we yeah. don't. I mean, in this area, I mean, people can people know it just by being around, especially on the east side here mm-hmm. with the technology companies and, and aerospace and um, innovation in social media downtown and, um, and the Kent Valley. I mean, people don't know or may not realize that there's advanced manufacturing going on in, in Kent Valley. So in our area, um, compared to last year at this time, manufacturing uh, growth in jobs has increased by 8%. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is those advanced manufacturing jobs in, in the Kent Valley. They need workers. They need they they need people beyond that basic education level. Yeah. They, they need people who are trained who can come right on um, to their job, uh, onto their floors, and be be performing at a high level. And they mm-hmm. will not survive unless they have um, people with those skills. So really what that statistic talks about is if you don't have an education beyond high school, you, you certainly are not going to get a decent-paying job in, in the King County area. It says here that this is the stark one, right? So 888,000 jobs will be available in 2018 for high school graduates, of which we rank 48th. Mm-hmm. So if you have, you know, you might go to Tennessee, I would assume, down south, they might have more for high school folks. But if you're up here with just a high school diploma, you're going to have to move or right. get educated. Right. So again, the message yeah. is very clear that uh, more education in this area is required to have 
the decent paying job to be able to. And we want these companies to stay. We want these companies to be successful. We want them to grow. And to do that, human capital is going to be a huge part of that. Excellent. We're going to take a break. I almost missed a break. I love this conversation. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm talking with Ann Keeney of the Seattle Jobs Initiative. Come on back and we'll tell you how you can get involved and help this organization. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and at our firm, whether we're working on an automobile crash case or helping a client who's been injured by a defective product, we focus on justice. We're passionate about serving our clients. Our successful approach focuses on the right issue at the right time. With the best tools and expertise available, we focus on collaboration and cooperation. Clients support that process, and they respect our abilities to manage the legal process, to demystify it, and to explain choices and opportunities, and also their responsibilities. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473 or pearsonlawfirm.com. That's P-E-A-R-S-O-N lawfirm.com. Or you can check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Hello, I'm Eric Krima, Operations Manager for Alternative Talk 1150. We value your opinion and invite you to 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com to fill out the 2012 KKNW Listener Survey. Your responses help us shape KKNW to your listening needs. Just by filling out the survey, you'll be entered to win a trip for two to beautiful Victoria, B.C. Complete contest details and your opportunity to help shape this station can be found at 1150kknw.com. Remember the pink tow truck? It was a Seattle icon. But did you know the mastermind behind the marketing was also one of Seattle's successful entrepreneurs? Learn life lessons from Ed Lincoln by reading his new autobiography, Life Through the Rearview Mirror. Available at area bookstores and online, go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and click on the link. Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Spread the word. Your favorite shows are on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. You're listening to Walk the Talk, Kim. Uh, <laughs> you're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm still, and I love stats and statistics. I guess that's the geekiness in me. You can find more information on what we've been referencing at the Georgetown University Center on Education and the Workforce. So I'll be going to that site and I'll post a link on Walk the Talk with Kim for those of you that uh, want more information. You can never get, you can never educate yourself enough. We can listen to the rhetoric and we can grab onto the sound bites, but the numbers don't 
don't lie. And when you look at these things and, and you look at anecdotally what's happening in our community, we have a golden opportunity in Washington State to be the poster child for what can happen when you get groups together who really care and are passionate about what they're doing and, and have some incredible resources. I mean, Anne is an incredible resource for our community. And uh, I know that there's some of you out there that are going to be incredible resources for our community. So two things before we, as we wrap up the show mm-hmm. today. One, how can people get involved? And then I want you to talk a little bit about some of the stories that have really touched you mm-hmm. and have reminded you on why it's so important to do the work that you're mm-hmm. doing. Well, I think there's three key ways that people can um, help us out. And one you've already experienced, which is bringing your expertise into the classroom. We're always in need of people that want to give, you know, an hour, uh, two hours, three hours to be able to talk about workplace expectations, about their experience. Um, What we're trying to also do is build that informal hiring network because we know that um, only 20 percent of the jobs are actually posted Um, So 80% are coming through who you know. And so that's a huge part of what we want to be building as part of this. I don't think a lot of people really understand that. Yeah. So just to give you a sense, if you go on our state's WorkSource site for King County, right now there's 16,000 jobs listed, posted. So that means there are 80,000 jobs that are not posted. And so I often think about that for our students. Where are they really going to... um, get access. And it's access for people coming in, sharing their expertise, and if they have any connections. I think the second thing is if people out there have um, had conferences and they have extra bags or pens or um, anything that would be helpful, um, you know, to a person in the workplace, notebooks, um, you can definitely donate those to the Seattle Jobs Initiative. We will give them directly to our students in the classrooms. Um, And then the third is, of course, any kind of financial support would be super helpful. We're going to be starting this year for the first time a scholarship fund um, where we're trying to help people because we're helping people not only just get that first one and two quarters of training, but we want them to go to work and continue on. And unfortunately, they make more money than they can qualify for financial aid. So we want to set up a special scholarship fund so those people can continue on with their education and training. So this is a program that they are responsible for paying for. Yes. Yeah. And so they have to go through everything anybody else does to educate themselves. This isn't. Well, this is. Well, actually, the first part. Um, so we work exclusively with people who are low income. So mm-hmm. below 200 percent of the federal poverty level. So just to give you a sense, that's if you're a single person, it's twenty thousand dollars or less. If you're a mom and have two kids or a dad and have two kids, it's thirty eight thousand dollars or less. So when we're able to get people, you know, 15 and. And beyond that, um, they're making $15 an hour. They're not going to qualify for federal uh, financial aid in many cases. So we want to really help them continue on. And so the scholarship helps to um, help them continue on with their education and training. I think the fourth thing is to vote your conscience, too. Okay, I promise I would get political, but vote <laughs> your conscience out there, folks. You know, we, I think um, it's really, really important when you look at the values of the state, it's about helping each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us, give us what has been for you. I mean, this isn't an easy job. Being an executive director of any organization can't be easy. Yeah. Um, so what? tell us a little bit about what has, you've got, something's happened or you've met somebody that mm-hmm. you went, you're why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, at every graduation, we're having one on Monday. Uh, September 24th, 6 o'clock at uh, South Seattle Community College. Every time I go to that, I get reengaged um, and recommitted 
because I see people that have taken this opportunity and I know how far they're going to go because we get stories. I, you know, I get constantly at least once a year, someone from who's been part of our program 10 years ago is, or five years ago or six years of recontacts me. So at the last graduation, I walked in and there was a woman there with her family and she looked vaguely familiar and she was a student from five years ago. And we had put her at an engineering firm. She's still at that engineering firm. She's had promotions. She's gotten um, better wages. And I was like, Samina, what are you doing here? And she said, my brother is graduating tonight. Her brother dropped out of high school. Um, He was, you know, quote unquote, terrible at math, according to him. But coming into our program, in the welding program, as he's learning blueprint reading, he was able to bone up on his math, really become... um, Uh, really see the opportunities that he had in welding and put that all together and graduate. And so really for me, when I see these family connections, the prior one, the, the mother who graduated from our program was in the crowd and her son was graduating. So those kinds of things, I, I really feel like at the end of the day, what we're about at the Seattle jobs initiative is really about hope. And it's about hope for individuals, for families and for communities. And so Every day I get up because I know someone else needs that. I know uh, there's another Samina, there's another John, there's another Greg out there that just for this one opportunity could really not only set them up, but really the payoff is for their children. Because at the end of the day, if mom and dad get a good paying job and learn how to navigate college and learn how to navigate education, they're going to do that for their children. That's the best example is doing it yourself for your kids. So what's your hope for the future? I mean, how do you see this growing? What's your your wish? What is my wish? Wow, you ask a really tough question at the very end. (laughs) I mean, I really, I want this opportunity for many more people. So right now, you know, we work with about um, 500 individuals. I would love to see... Um, many more people. I know in King County, there are about 150,000 people that live below 200% of the federal poverty level. So we're a you know relatively small program, um, but with a huge impact by focusing on those um, industry sectors that are growing. Um, we can help mom and dad get a job maybe down in advanced manufacturing in the Kent area, and maybe their children. We could be creating the pipeline for those employers to be staying around and bringing those good jobs to us. And so to make that happen, the program would need to be expanded pretty significantly. It would. Yeah, so it's not just getting more people, it's more instructors, more funding, all that kind of fun And I think, you know, really, you you mentioned it earlier about the collective impact, that it's not just one agency. So we're partnering with organizations like First Place, which works with homeless families. We're getting their parents into, uh, into our program so that they can... Uh, move on and um, powerful schools, which is a program that works with middle school kids and and helping um, wrap around them after school. So again, we're trying to reach their parents. So it's really about the nonprofit community coming together around this goal. And our obviously our goal is to really help people get to those living wage careers. And thank you very much for coming on the show well, today. Thank you we so really much. loved having you. This has been great. Oh, good. I'm glad. And I'm glad to have folks out there hear about this program because I'm sold. I was sold the minute I, I heard about it and uh, even more sold now that I've been working with it and signed up for my second tour of duty because I, I want to keep coming because I get so much from it. 
Thank you for listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I hope this inspired you to go out there, look around your community and see what you can do to help somebody. You know, the more we help each other, the more taxes, the better schools. It's just a good thing. So before you do that, take a deep breath and have a beautiful day. It's a beautiful